Hello, this is the Potters Podcast and welcome. After a bit of a mixed week, really. Yeah, screwed midweek. Got absolutely screwed over by the referees, which we're going to discuss in a minute. But we bounced back against Wickham. Fantastic result against Wickham, yeah. a result that was needed. But first, we're going to have to discuss these referees. Absolutely disgraceful now. This season, we've got to talk about the standard of refereeing yeah. that's been going on this season. Well, the thing is, I think it's, it's across all levels as well. I mean, Premier League are after some dodgy decisions as well. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It needs, needs looking at because I mean I know we haven't got far really in our division, but the the Swansea game one of the worst decisions I've seen. Well, it's not only that though; it's two weeks in a row. They got it yeah. the weekend as well. Another lost many dodge seventh minutes. All we can say is there's a sniper in the crowd against Swansea, isn't there? Let's be honest. Well, Warnock, I thought it was. I mean, you need to calm down at his age. Lost the plot, especially when he's near retirement. He wants to have retired. Doesn't want to do a Jock Steen, does he? But it's been getting all season. You've got the phantom goal at Watford where he crossed the line when he didn't, except when he was pu- pushed a goalkeeper over the line. We've had many others. I just can't think off the top of my head, but we've had quite a lot of this season. The one in the Premier League stands out from last week at West Brom. Yeah, I mean, that was disgraceful. That blows wasn't. the whistle, scores the goal. No, I, I wasn't ready. Well, you blew the whistle. You blew the whistle to <laughs> kick the ball. So it's your fault, really. It's unbelievable. But the good thing is we did manage to get three points. Yeah, I think we could have went one by six or seven, to be honest. I mean, we did miss a couple of guilt-edged chances, but what I do like is the fact that both goals came from other areas of the pitch. I mean, we sit here most weeks moaning that we're a bit shy up top and we're a bit short and if we get any injuries, we, we struggle. Well, the rest of the team are there and if they can chip in with goals, it helps out, doesn't it? Yeah, especially two defenders getting on the score sheet as well. It's been, it's been an interesting week. I mean, I don't know where I stand with Stoke at the moment. It's so up and down. I don't really know, should we get excited? Should we not get excited? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be... Because, I mean, to be honest, after the Sheffield yeah, Swansea game, I was looking behind, I was thinking, how far are they away now in the bottom three? I mean, I think I think it's tough sitting here for every fan when you're not going. When you're not going and seeing what's going on, it, it does make things a lot more difficult. Because the problem is, is, you sit there as a fan and you'll come in one Saturday and you go, oh, Stoke have lost, and you go, oh, what are we doing? And you're not really judging it on what, you, what you've seen normally. Normally you could go a game, can't you, and go... How many times have we gone a game lost and thought, didn't deserve that, we played well, or... Do you know what I mean? And sometimes, watching the highlights or watching the stream, you're not seeing it like you are when you go the game. And I think sometimes some of the negativity is coming because, it's, I don't know, you're just, you're just catching snippets of what we're doing and it's just not ideal for me. I, I've been games loads of times where you come out and think, we didn't deserve that. The lads have worked hard today and and not really got what they deserve. I don't know. It's still, for me, a write-off season. It's still one of them where I'll be glad when it's finished. Well, it's not far off now, is it? I mean, to be honest, I think it was a, exactly a year to the day, wasn't it, this weekend? That we, haven't, yeah. we haven't been for a game, which was a great game as well, where we smashed all 5 nil wasn't it? Yeah, 5-1, five. Five, or whatever five, it was. And I miss them days. And it's, but the good thing is, like Boris says, we are getting closer towards being able to go watch Stoke again and getting back on the grounds again. But will it affect the grounds? Will it affect people when they go back in? I think it'll affect numbers. I think no. I think numbers will draw. I, I genuinely do. I think you, I think your diehards will still be there, but um, I th- I th- there's a lot of people who still worry about COVID, still being near anybody. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think we're going to be back to normal for years. Not not properly back to normal. I think we'll be allowed back in, and we'll gradually keep up up in the amount of people who can go in. I don't don't genuinely believe he's going to let us start filling stadiums again to the to the uh, capacity full capacity. I don't know. I think he just goes in. Right, it's gone. Everybody, Everybody get in. in. <laughs> Have you had your vaccine? Get in. Get watching. Get watch the lads. Well, this is the one, isn't it? It comes down to this vaccine because at the moment. It's on the key workers and the elderly getting it. It's dropped down to, to 50 years old now. I think it's 55 and upwards. Yeah, that's it. So like that. you, that's even more people. I mean, obviously, when it starts dropping down into the 30s and everything, then we, we, you're going to see some real progress then. But we need to get the country back off its knees at the moment, get things open, get people back out. People back at work, spending yeah, get money. people used to where they can actually help people again and be new people. That's the thing that's going to be weird. It's been well over a year now where people can't sort of be near other people. Yeah. It's, it's, even now when you go shops, people are sort of like dancing around the yeah. their pay again. Yeah, because they don't know right if they can. <laughs> um, is it free? Is it free? It's like one conveyor belt person going down the conveyor belt of a pint of milk. Yeah. And the rest of people going, oh, is it free? You have, yeah. to, wait, you have to wait for confirmation. And you go down some of the aisles and you've got someone standing there looking at a pack of bacon for 10 minutes and thinking, will you just do one? I just don't know what I want. Just get, choose something. Just, just, just move. I won't get my stuff, will you? I don't bother anymore. I'm, I'm just straight down getting my stuff. Just, 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 just grab it. I, 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 can't keep doing it anymore. Where you're standing about waiting no. and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just about moving it forward. But right, we've got a game to discuss and player ratings to go through. So we'll have to start with Angus Gunn. Yeah, I don't think he had a great deal, do did he? Over, over ninety minutes, to be honest. No, he didn't. To be fair, he didn't have a lot to do. Um, at the end of the day, it was. What I mean, what kind of can you say really? Yeah, but he didn't. He barely had a shot on target to look after. No, I mean the thing is, Wickham are way out of their depth in this division. It's it's yeah. great to them to get it to get in. Yeah. To be honest, because it's this is the first time we've ever been this high in football. It's yeah. like it's like back in the nineties when Vale got promoted to the championship. It was like, oh, well done, but go back to your way along. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. it I think I think really, really. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to put a dampener on the results, but I'm sorry. But from the beginning, I'd be looking at that, going, "We have to win this game. We should not be dropping points against Wickham." That that's how I see it. Oh yeah, if we, if we didn't get get anything against this against these, it is time to pack in. But like I say, Very drastic, guys. Right, boys, we're not playing no more. That's it, give up. That's it, we can't beat these. It's time to give up. Right, so. I'll give him a six just because I, I, I just don't I don't really think he had a great lot of do. He got another clean sheet, didn't he? So mm. I'll give him a six for that. Right, so we'll move on to the returning hero since the injury to Nathan Collins, which is Tommy Smith. Like I say, I like it when he goes forward. He yeah, does look like a ring right wing back, but. The problem is he's like Glenn Johnson, he can't defend. Can't <laughs> he, just, he just can't get back and he can't defend when he Tommy, does get come back. back. <laughs> no, but when he comes back, it's pointless because he's either out of position, keeps getting lost, caught, or it's hopeless. Mm. I don't, the thing is, it, I mean, I don't think he looked, he didn't make any any sort of major mistakes or anything. No, I, didn't no, I mean, really he, he did. I think he had a good link-up play with Nick Powell, pushing forward to try and get in the spaces out he did all right again, but it's Wickham it's what you've got to look at it's Wickham this is a League yeah. One club yeah. I don't care what anybody says they might be in the Championship 
for now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be long, but they are not a championship football club. So I can't sit here and go, he's got a nine, what a game! Because yeah. it's Wickham. To be honest, he's, they're not even, I wouldn't even say the high-end league ones are, to be honest. No, they, I, I think they've they're just not. had a great run, and, and got, well, to be fair, they did get into the playoffs on uh, points per game, so they didn't even really just <laughs> end the playoffs, to be honest. Might as well just got someone out of the relegation zone and gone, go on, have a go. <laughs> have a go at the championship, <laughs> see what you think, Mike. Like Barnes did, but have now really become the best team in the championship. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll five. Can't go any higher than a five for me. I'll, I'll still stick with six, just because I don't think he's done a great lot wrong. Well, yeah, no, fair enough. Five though. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're moving to the hero of the hour, Norrington Davies. Scores. Looks dangerous every time he gets the ball. I, I like it, but there is one little downside that I have with with him is that he's he was very lucky with an opportunity where the Wickham player ran through and he stuck a lead out and he did foul him. It yeah. was a penalty. And he, I think that's the thing he's got to improve on his game is this rash tackling. He seems to think he seems to tackle before thinking, and he, he's got him a red card. He's got him a lot of bookings. Yeah, but you could, he's, there's there's a player there that can be moulded. Oh yeah, oh yeah. For, yeah. for me, if we had him in a, if we signed him now for three million pound, I'd be over the moon. I mean, the has been whispers about it after the game that it's somebody they want to try and keep hold of. So because the, the thing is, if we can get hold of him for two, three million pound and keep hold of and and build something behind him, he, he could be a really good player in the next couple of years. It's just about channeling his energy better. That that's that's the reality of it. It's just the, the thing is, what you've got there is you've got a player who's hungry. Who wants to play? Wants to win every ball and, and well, kick every ball. It showed with the goal. I mean, it was ruthless. He, he saw an opening. He ran in. He t- went through it and sm- stuck it away beautifully. Yeah. Fair enough. There's no defender in sight, but at the, he ran through it and, and, he, and he saw it. Good for his confidence, though. Yeah, it's, it's only going to make him stronger and better. He was for me. He was part of the match anyway. I think other than that, you know, mistake late off, late in the first half, which should have been a penalty really. He, he was. It's he, experience that is. It, it is you see players do you see young players make these mistakes don't you as they're growing through yeah and and, and then eventually their mistakes do disappear but the thing is Stoke fans will love him because of the the actual he, as soon as he I'm not going to say he's a bit hammer me but as soon as he gets on the pitch um He's there, and 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 he's, he's as soon as he's on the pitch, he's there. No, I was trying, I was trying to avoid saying white line. That's what it was. As soon as he's on the pitch, he's there. Well, yeah. He's on, as soon as he's on the pitch, he's on the pitch. I just didn't want to say white line. Um, as soon as he crosses that white line, he's got it on the pitch. I said it before. His effort and his work rate. And the thing is, it's not just effort and work rate. It's end product. And that's the thing. But in the past, we've said, "Oh well, he's got great work rate." But that—that's it. It's, it's yeah. sort of, there's no end product to it. And the thing is with Davies, you can see that the more the more he plays, that you've got a player that can massively improve for me. Yeah, he, he's for me. I think he's the only signing we've brought in Ripping, in yeah. January that's actually so far been real worth the effort yeah. to get him in. And one that you'd go, yeah, get him payment. The others you wouldn't really go. No. Well, if you can get him cheap. Yeah, take it, but Norrington Davis, I'd definitely, take all day take long. I'll, I'll go in with an eight hour. Yeah. I think it was a very good performance. Yeah. yeah and the reason why I didn't get a nine was because of that late that challenge, challenge in the yeah. face. I could have brought it back to 1 1 if they haven't seen it properly. Yeah, I'll go with an eight. I, I think he's he completely changes our defence when, when he's in. Yeah. And he just gives us some impetus when we try and break forward. 
Yeah. Right. So now we'll move into James Chesty. But I'm, before we do anything about it, to be fair, he did play well against Wickham, but it was Wickham. The only thing that I'll give him credit for about yesterday is that he had to stand up to Akin Fenway, which isn't easy. I mean, the size of him. He is like a running tank, yeah. let's be honest. He's, he's a footballing version of the juggernaut, let's be honest. Yeah. It's like he put legs on a wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs at you. <laughs> it doesn't matter how quick that runs out, it's going to rate when he yeah. bumps into you. Yeah. And um, to be fair, he did well. He handled him the best he could. There's talk today that they're going to they're gonna extend his, his stay at Stoke. And, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I sort of get it in one respect, because we've brought a lot of young lads into that defence. And... The experience adds will help yeah. along the way, but I don't know. I don't. Well, the thing is, well, we're going to talk about the contracts after after play ratings because mm. there's obviously quite. It's been revealed this week a few players' contracts are up at the end of the season, and we'll go through the ones that are. But for me, I'll I'll give him a seven. I think he did all right. He, yeah. he did his job well. But Please like shoot. I say. It's Wick and Wonders, so we, we can't jump out and go, he wasn't Man United or Man City, we can't go, what a team, it's Wick and Wonders. You know, if they didn't win this game, it's time to pack in this time. Right, let's go to League 2. Play badminton. <laughs> right, Harry Suter, another fantastic performance, to and be honest. Goal. First goal for yeah, the club. Yeah, first goal for the club, stood up. And had quite a few wrestling matches with X-Vale player at Igbizu, whatever his name is, Igbizu, so that was quite interesting. I mean, they've got probably the most strongest forward line I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of Stoke in, in the in what's it called in the first Pulis series when we had, you know, like Fuller and Sazibi and Pericard, yeah, just big lumps, and, you know, <laughs> just knocking everyone out of the way. And uh, to be honest, he stood up well. Got a few scrapes, got kicked a few times, but he did all right. He did well. Took his, took his chance very well, actually. Bounced it in. Goalkeeper, no chance. Yeah, it's solid. It's clean yeah, sheets. I'd say it's a much improved performance from Brantford last week. Yeah. Um, and 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 the thing is, like you say, it, he's there for warrant that nominee for being player of the season for yeah. me. It, it's, he's had his ups and he's had his downs, but I I I genuinely say he's been more often than not. One yeah, of I'd the say best he's, our, he's our best defender at the moment. Definitely centre back anyway. Yeah. And it's amazing that we've got this experience and bats and Chester, but. And even Shawcross till a couple of months, till a month ago, and you've got to say that suit has been well, done well, yeah. and I'm going to go over an eight, another solid eight, yeah, and eight. perform well for me. Yeah. I, I think it's probably helped some of the older players at Stoke at times, as I have to admit that both Chester and Bat have looked better this season yeah. because Suter and that have broke broke through. But you can't play them regular. That's the problem. No, no. This is why I want to talk about the contracts at the end, which confuses me why they're even con- contemplating and giving him a new contract. What are you going with? I'll, I can give him a nine. I was really impressed with him yesterday. A nine? Yeah. It's wicked wondrous. Yeah. I think as if he's adding goals to his game as well. It just gives us a different dimension. The thing is, it. He, he should be getting a couple of goals for me. He's a big lad. He's a big target on corners and yeah, he's tall. set pieces. And maybe we should sort of look at that when we when we in training because we need more goals from across the pitch. It's, it's like oh well, we, Fletcher. What would we do without Fletcher? Well, there's ten other players on the pitch. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you just yeah. think we we do need to start looking at 
We're getting more, more goals, goals all over the place. Because we did last year in some respects, didn't we, with Clickers yeah. and McLean? And that died this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's this season. Right, Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta. He's better than Mikel, I think. <laughs> Even now. <laughs> I would take him now to be fair. I'll say he's playing. Uh, right, John Obi Mikel. <sighs> I don't get why he plays every week. I don't understand. Yeah, but he didn't have to be quick, did he? Against that. that well, lot. it's not about it's not about speed. It's just again, he's like a passenger for ninety minutes. Yeah. You can't have older midfielders that do that. Those flashes of skill with the ball, and I've said this before on many occasions. When he's got the ball, he looks quality. He does look a quality player. Yeah. But he looks he looks hopeless yeah, off the ball. He did nothing again against Wickham. Against Wickham, he couldn't control the game. Yeah, yeah, he should be that linchpin in that middle, and he should be controlling games. Well, for his experience, yeah, he should, yeah. I mean, you, you've seen many of the players. Remember John Barnes, who was a winger, and that drop into a central midfield role and become the baseline of play for Liverpool. Yeah. That's what a player should, who's got real quality should be doing. Yeah. But Obi McCall's come stoke, and he isn't the one that we saw at Middlesbrough that was probably one of the best players in the division. He looks like he's done. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it seems like he might be here with us for another year yet, and I, I, I don't know why. I, I just, I just let him go for me. Well, that's what we'll go into later on. I don't think he will because he fits into what assist one of his systems, and that that's yeah, the problem. which is silly. Right, so I'll go over five. Yeah, can't really go. Lucky if he gets any iron five off either of us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to get to go through. Right, so now we'll move on to Joe Allen. Knitted a couple of moves together well, but he just he, he didn't again rip up any trees. He was no. just sort of making the simple passes again. There was a, a couple of chances. I mean, to be honest, in the, in the right at the beginning, the opening stages of the game, he did look like he was putting pressure on the Wiccan back line, pushing through the midfield areas, trying to get into space. But then, as soon as Wiccan realised what he was doing, he was literally marked out of the game. Yeah. And then, he, then he went back to his. The old Joe Allen we all know and don't so much love, which is spraying the ball to the easy man all the time yeah. and, and sideways passing. Sideways passing. And I'm sorry to say there's players in League Two on four grand a week that can do what Joe Allen does when he's like in that form. Yeah. He, he, when you're paying this man 30, 40 grand a week, you expect him to be tearing teams apart. Yeah. I said it last week and I said it this week. Yeah. What what worries me with Joe at times is, is when we do have a game like Wickham where Let's face it, we've controlled that game for, for, for the for the most most part. But as soon as we come under the cosh, it's like he goes back into his Nathan Jones ways where he's like running around like an headless chicken. Yeah. The, 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 the beginning when O'Neill came in, he had loads of structure and he was watching where he was going and not not running unnecessarily and, and just sitting. But now it's like sometimes we watch him and think, he's done all right today, Joe, as he's worked really hard. But then the other parts of his game where you think, you're out of position there, out of position on that 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 chance for him, and it just sometimes he opens our midfield up. Yeah, but the thing that's going to be looked at about anything is how the hell did he miss that open goal? Well, there was a couple, weren't they? I mean, Fletcher sort of did a, a dolphin dive at <laughs> one chance. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how Joe Allen missed that. No. Only he knows. Only he knows. No. I would have asked him to do so. What were you thinking? I wasn't. His hair's cut now, he's got short hair. Um, it's a fate worse than death, aren't it, as you know? Well, I mean, your hair cuts. It happened to Torres, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Score it's, again for about 12. It's happened to what's his name as well, that Greek. What's his name? Um, can't remember his name now. Can't remember, that's gone because I can't remember his name. 
there's a film on him where he had his hair cut and he, he, all, his, all his powers were in his hair, so he could cut it off and that all the strength yeah. went gone. Like, like Joe Allen. I'll go with a five. Five, yeah. Five again, midfield wise. Midfield's becoming a big problem at the moment. Yeah, it is a big problem. Right, for me, another contender for man of the match, eh, Nick Powell. Early yeah. on, first off, headed, crashed off the bar. I think he could have had an actual really yesterday at times. He had a couple of good chances. He seems to be getting better week in, week out. Yeah. And you just think if we'd have had sort of Tyrese alongside him, as well as Fletcher, we probably would have been in calling at the playoffs or a bit. I, I, do, I do believe that. He, he, he's just keeps getting he's, better he's, and better. He is, he's getting, for me, he's getting the most consistent player yeah. we've got now. He was Campbell, but I think... The way Nick Powell is, I mean, to be honest, he'd be a hero now if the Stone fans were in it. We'd have songs about Powell now. Yeah. He's been that good this season. I mean, he was unlucky as well for the goal that was disallowed because of the foul on Stewart, the ex hall midfield. He's staying fit. Yeah, he's, well. he's, his injuries are starting. So when he is getting injured, it's only a week or one game. A couple of days. It's not, it's yeah. not getting three, four month injuries yeah. anymore. I used to dread seeing him at the grass. He's thinking, hey, up, he's going to be out for a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a ground here. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought he was really well. He's knit, knit up play. He was everywhere. Yeah. It's what we've been asking for him for a while. Yeah. And again, I have to say, it's Wickham Wanderers. But you have you can only beat what's in front of you. You can only beat what's in front of you. And he controlled the game, to be honest. And he was a big factor of why Wickham couldn't get anything going yeah. during the game. And I'll go in with I'll go in with another eight. I think yeah. he was fantastic. Out of it. he was dead unlucky not not put away a few chances here. Really unlucky. Yeah, I think he could have had that trick at one point. Because, I mean, especially second half, they were double manning him. They were double manning marking yeah. to stop him getting into space. And he was still breaking through, so it shows how good he is. Top top quality player. So what are you doing with? I'll go with an eight. I, I think I think if uh, if he carries on the way he is, we've got to be careful other clubs don't look for him because he is that shining light in our team he's yeah. keeping our heads above water in some games yeah yeah because he's really one of the this season yeah. he's popped up with goals that have won his games or got his points he has done it so many times right so now we go to Jacob Brown do you know didn't even <laughs> didn't on the pitch <laughs> well he had such strong build up play and he was he was unlucky with the pass in front of Powell he is better than what else we've got. That's mm, really yeah. fair, to be honest. Yeah. We, 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 I think we have to cut us cloth according. Jacob Brown isn't a terrible player. He, he is, there's things in there, he's just cons- getting consistency. It's the same with so many of our players. Um, Jacob Brown, Thompson, Tymon. Yeah. There's quality there. They aren't bad players. It's just bringing that consistency into their game. I think it's got to be the problem. I think Brown's got the same problem that Thompson's got, though. I don't think either manager know exactly <laughs> either either player. Where do you play him? I think Tom- I think Thompson's everywhere. I think it? Thompson's nittling nicely into that central midfield, and I think he is putting more consistent performances than Sam Lucas has done this season. I know he's injured now until the end of the season, but he, I think the rise, the, the rise of Thompson in central midfield has sort of unsettled Lucas, and he hasn't been able to cope with it. He's had, he's had ample opportunity to prove himself. He can't sit there and say he's been sat on the bench all season. Yeah, he's, he's consistent that's the problem with Thompson, that's what he's got no, to do. No, I mean, with, with Lucas, I mean, Lucas can't sit there and say, oh, well... Yeah, he's, he's just chalking cheese from last year, it's yeah. simple as that. It's a shame, really, because... 
he was my favourite player. I was even tempted to have his name on back of my shirt and start the season. He is the Jurgen Klopp of Stoke. Not that bad. Come on, he's not that bad. I think at the moment they'd take Michael O'Neill over Jurgen Klopp at the moment. Jesus. Lost again today to Fulham. Pretty much kept them up. <laughs> right. Like I say, I'll go on for six. He wasn't too bad, Brown. No. He was getting involved. He wasn't He wasn't doing a job over McCall. He wasn't standing around with his mouth open, walking around a lot. He was getting involved. Will work. Yes, he will work. But he's not for me. The future. I don't even see. I don't even see snippets of like. Is that player going to improve over time? I, I don't know. I think what you're seeing now is what you're going to get from from Brown. Bit negative. He works really hard. I can't sit there and say he don't work hard. And the thing is, if we were there at the ground of a week. I think the fans probably will get behind him because the, 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 thing, is, the thing is with Jacob Brown he, he, he reminds me of Jonathan Walters but without the quality mm. that hard working game he yeah. runs similar moves in the right places but it's the end result that seems I'm to be honest. missing with Brown yeah. so what are you doing give him I'll give him a sec being very generous today you are to mm. tell it. right so now we're moving to Jack Clark on the right hand side and to be honest took his chance decided to keep running at defenders he was terrifying the left back on many occasions Um he, he, I think he did some well, good stuff. But Nick Cross of the Suter who took his chance needs to needs to run on the side now. Hit, hit that position on the wing. Yeah, yeah. They'll keep needs. moving him round on the wing. Let's see him for the next four or five games. Yeah, this is the thing now. If they can get if they can get a steady team, which is this, keep going, keep going, and keep going yeah. with the same team where he hasn't got to keep swapping and changing yeah. it. It might make a difference. So a bit of consistency might come in because I think it was on him. Praise and rumble on Friday that somebody said the problem is why I still can't consistent is because the squad isn't consistent. Yeah. It's swapping around all the time. So yeah. the teams that are winning, he isn't able to put them back out again to keep that confidence yeah. and that motivation moving forward. So, like I say, I think he did well. I, I liked, I liked how he um, set Alan up for that complete sit he missed as well. <laughs> I, I, I do like the lad. I've got think, supply from Clark, and it's something we've been missing this season. Because so. I don't think there's a chance of us getting him permanently. But if we can get keep him getting on loan and do what like Leeds are doing with Jack Harrison or whatever his name is and getting him on loan year after oh, year option. and then when City when his contract drops right down go right we can offer you something yeah. and get you on a free transfer that that's how it could work I'll I'll give him a seven yeah. I thought Jack Clark played fair. well did really well to be fair and that's the first time he's shown for me that he's been worth mm. the signing to bring but him in just touching on what you what you said before. I think the problem why we can't be consistent is there's players in that squad today who you know full well won't be fit enough playing on Tuesday. You know Fletcher won't be able to do Saturday, Tuesday. Not no. really. Not like picking a knock-up. No. Mikel wouldn't be able to do Saturday, Tuesday. And this is the problem. It, it's all well and good bringing this experience in, but the problem is with games are that thick and fast. It just get too laggy, really, yeah. I think. I think that's why young players are very important at this level now as well, to yeah. just keep... keep Fresh blood in the in the squad, so like I say, I'll give him a seven. What are you going to give him? I'll give him a seven. I think I think I think if he just gets that run of games there, he could be a, a real danger for us. Yeah, and that's the one. Right, so now moving to the front man, Stephen Fletcher. Had a beautiful little volley from distance, didn't he? A bit ambitious, yeah, a bit silly ambitious as well. And did a bit of a salmon dive. <laughs> <laughs> salmon dive and didn't really get anything. I like, I like it, he doesn't seem to care as well. He sort of like misses and goes, 
yeah. and then just carries on jogging around the pitch. Yeah. But to be fair, it's like early on the season when he nearly scored goal heavy. <laughs> he did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did that. What was it? I thought overhead kick from yeah. outside the box. That goes in. He's a, he's a legend for everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't say yesterday was his greatest game. No, he did, to be fair though, he did. He did link up well with Powell and did yeah. help create the first goal, breaking the defender apart really with him and Powell's yeah. movement. So he wasn't useless against Wickham. No, but the thing is, when Fletcher doesn't score, it's what he does with the ball for other people. He does bring people into play, yeah. he does read the game well, he pulls people out of positions. He's been a good player, Fletcher, this season. He's been a yeah. massive help to us. Yeah, he is. The only problem we already, we already know and discussed plenty of times is keeping the lad fit. That's the only big problem. But every time he plays, there's not been many games where I've gone he's been less than a five I can't even remember it sitting here saying he's been awful yeah I, I don't think he's had lower than a six no. so you know that shows you that if you could keep him fit the consistency is there and he could be a player that could get us up but it's that consistency consistency is the problem yeah. right so we've covered that player ratings done but before we go into rating Michael O'Neill and the overall performance it's obviously quiz question time quiz question can you tr- draw level Again, that's the thing. Basically, this player was born in Cape Town, South Africa. It's always born abroad. We're going about it. That's the first time I've done this. I don't think it is. It isn't. It's true. Right, he was born in Cape Town in South Africa, but never played for that country. Okay. He started his career at Luton Town before moving on to QPR and Oxford United. He also had two loan spells at Stoke and a permanent run at Stoke. What, from Oxford? Yes, Yeah. yes. Came from Oxford on loan. Okay. Then joined the club permanently and then a few years later came back on loan. So he's had three, oh, so he's had two. So he's had two loan two spells at the club and one permanent stay. Yeah. And that's what I'm gonna give you on clue one. That gives me no idea whatsoever. <laughs> Well, because the first bit of the clue, not many people know. <laughs> right. So now we're moving to obviously performance rating, So and then we'll give Michael O'Neill his rating. Um, did, did what we had to do didn't we, at the end of the day is go out there and get a result, because two defeats on the bounce again. It seems becoming a bit of a common uh, occurrence, doesn't it? Two yeah. defeats a win, two defeats a win. Um, it's the consistency of the problem. We talked about it last week with the transfers. I mean, like, we can go into it. I mean, possession-wise, it was 65% towards Fitz, 35% to Wickham. Yeah, we battered them. A, a bit of a worrying stat, though, for how much we had on the ball. We, we had 16 shots. Wickham had only 13. But that's quite high when we had 65% of the possession. Um, they had four on targets. We had only had six on targets for having more shots. Fouls, we had 18 compared to their four, and about seven of them were Norrington Davies, that's why I like <laughs> All of them. <laughs> so, I mean, if we look at it, it is a much much improved performance. We, we dominated the game, basically. Yeah. So we have to look at it in that perspective. I mean, we, we, we should have won it 5 nil to be honest. I think it's those stats don't win games, do they? No, stats don't win games. I, mean, I, I remember when... Um, Burnley played Man City and beat them 1-0 at their place. 
they had 15 percent possession they just had two shots and one of them went sure. in because yeah. it's about it's not what you do with the ball it's how you put use it yeah and it's like purely said it all the time he says well i don't care they had 80 percent of the possession but we won 2-0 so it doesn't matter it's how we do why, the ball it was partly why when purely in charge he stayed sitting in the booth and then because second half I never saw the game because <laughs> it was always in or off <laughs> it get the other way and he'd sit there going yeah I haven't seen the ball since the first half well because we're winning 2-0 so we're defending aren't we <laughs> <laughs> got Chelsea at home and we haven't touched the ball for 35 minutes but it, it is a confidence boost because I mean we were robbed midweek against Swansea that should have been a point we didn't deserve to lose that game because it was never a penalty in a million years complete referee completely gave it up and said yeah that's a yeah. penalty um, I'll go with a, I'll go with a seven. It was yeah. a solid performance. Should have scored more goals, which is why I won't go higher. Can't really touch that on O'Neill. Really, he's he's put the team out there. They've won the game, so seven's fair. And I, I, I can't see what he, what he could have done differently for making a better a better result. At the end of the day, it's three points, clean sheet. That's yeah. all you've got to take it as really. Yeah, that's it basically. Right, so now I'll give Michael O'Neill his rating. I'm going to give him an 8 just because he's starting to things are starting to settle down people are starting to stick to positions and I just found I just found a couple of months ago it was like every team we saw was different the the layout everything he's got to stop doing it and just lately I can't really take I can't sit here and say oh well We've been awful one week and not the next. Because you can't really say we're awful against Brentford. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a worldie that, that pulls them back in. It's, and then we switched well, off. We, right yeah, it's, it's switching off that's been our yeah. problem. It has been for a long time. It's, Last 10 minutes. It, but it goes it goes on way before Michael O'Neill. He's having players that switch off. But it's like somebody said to me the other day at work. He said, how much have you spent on that squad? And it goes, well, Michael O'Neill spent literally nothing so yeah. far. He goes... Don't complain about him. Yeah, yeah, you've got to look at where we were last season, where we look. There was a possibility of going down, and now we're looking at finishing mid-table. So what he's done in a year is an improvement. So if we're sitting here in another twelve months, and we look at it and go right, what's he done in this twelve months? Yeah, because that's how you've got to do it, really. Aren't you? You've got to when, say, when it works like this, yeah, you do. You have yeah, to, you each have to year you've got to look. Each year we've got to sit here. Well, it's, I mean, he's been here over a year now, but you've got to start looking at it going, right, so what's what's changed this year? Have we improved here? Have we got a better squad? Have we got a better future? What What's changed? The thing is, we've, we've brought kids in, fine, but now we've got to start looking at bringing this potential in permanently if we're going to bring them in like Davies. Yeah, that's the thing. It's got, yeah. it's got to be a slow and steady progress and improvements on how we do bring people in. Right, so now we've got a bit of a treat for everyone. We've got a special guest this week. We've got a fan who's been desperate to come on. He was begging me to come on. <laughs> so I've decided to bring him on. So, hello, Rob. How are you doing? Oh, sorry, mate. I'm just, uh, I'm just having a drink, man. Um, I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad, yeah, not too bad. Bit of a miss the season, is not it? How, how have you been thinking about it? Uh, well, when the season started, not just me, I just know like, a lot of people have said, you know, we take mid-table. But then we've had the excitement of, you know, Tyrese Campbell scoring all them goals and playing as were, were we around the automatic swing of scoring yeah we were yeah. I think we were if it wasn't for the dodgy refereeing decision against Watford we would have been yeah. top yeah yeah. so I think you know 
you know, we've reflected on the season so far. I, I think it's I think it's been okay. I think this season, um, for me, with Michael O'Neill, it's it's always going to be a bit. It was always going to be a bit of a transitional season. Yeah, it was. I mean. I got excited at the beginning. It's quite obvious. I thought we were going to absolutely romp home <laughs> when we started so well at the beginning. Yeah. But it has sort of faded away with injuries. And let's be honest, when somebody said to me at work the other day, he said, how much have you spent over the last couple of years? And I said, well, it max about seven, seven million, if that. So and yeah. he said, well, that's why you're, you're not up in the top ends. You just haven't got that quality. I mean, what did you think yeah. of the performances yesterday of the players? Oh, I meant but like... Got a bit, a bit of an axe to grind with like McCall and Joe Allen, to be honest. I, I hate to start it so negative. I, I plan to do a bit, be a bit negative and go to being being positive. Sounds good to me, that does. Because I've I, I've just done player ratings and Johnny O'Brien, McCall and Allen have not been getting good good hits recently. Sounds like our pods most weeks. Yeah, yeah. Negative, positive, then back to a bit of negative, then end on a positive with Mark getting the question wrong. just been talking about Joe Allen saying that you know for a player who's on the wages he is a player that's you know played in the higher ends of the Premier League played for Liverpool for two three seasons and you know a regular for Wales you'd expect him rip the championship apart when he came yeah, yeah. but he never has really and he's to well, me that's, that's what it is he's, you know he's got a big wage he's, he's got a big name and at the very least he should be one of our best players he's, he's had a few good games just before he got injured under Michael O'Neill but it's just not it's just not Can you remember Mavity Sanibi? He used to love a miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he used to make missing sitters an art form. I've never seen anything yeah. like him, but I still loved him. He's one of them players yeah. that, you know, but Joel, not so much. <laughs> but it's an era when we, got, when we got promoted to the Premier League. You know, you know everybody in that squad. Yeah. Everybody yeah. does. Everybody sits there and can name them off, even if they weren't great. Danny Pugh wasn't great for us. Oh, Danny, 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 Danny was great, Danny was. <laughs> the way he used to come off the bench and, and, and <laughs> do <run>. nothing. <laughs> and, and run around, he was brilliant. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm not a big fan of John Ovi McCall. And let's be honest, there's a lot of players that now are being rumoured to be offered contracts that I'm not very happy about, which I'm going to cover later, no. obviously, on the board. But yeah. talk that Mark O'Neill's been touted for the Celtic job. Would you think feel it's the end of the world? If he did go, yeah, because he's just, he's just, it's like how many managers have we had? We've had, and this is the reason we've got so many players, and so many of these that players are out alone because we've just chopped and changed too much. Like if he went now, a new manager would come in, he'd want his own players. We've still got all these players that we can't get rid of, so he just bloats us even more. No, but the fact is, these players that are bloating around the squad and are out on loan is the club's own fault not doing yeah. analytics, not working through systems to find 
and get rid of attitude. So I spoke to an analytics expert recently, actually, and he told me about Janny and Buell. He said the reason why he wouldn't have put it forward to a scout or to a club was down to one reason, one reason only. And I said, what was that? Was it Porto? He says, not so much Porto. He said, the reason why I know his attitude stinks is when he was at a youth academy, he played for four youth yeah. academies because yeah. cause he oh. kept falling out. So that shows yeah, yeah. his attitude, even from a young From team yeah. was yeah. was stinked. So I would have gone and now leave him. Don't don't go yeah. get him. He's he's yeah yeah. He's actually got a long history. It's not just like uh, the last couple of seasons before we signed him. That's down to when he was a kid. Yeah. Because uh, there's all there's all the data and information on these kind of these players, isn't there? About you know. Yeah, it's analytics. Yeah, it's, it's doing real. Yeah down to work stat based organisation it's now what's got Barnsley looking like they might go up second if they win you've got I think they're only like five points away from second now Barnsley yeah. and that's a team that's they've got Moneyball man in charge of it the analytics expert and they've won yeah. seven games in a row now they, they turn into the the athletics baseball team they yeah. win 28 straight games <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they, well, they, they, they've gone about it in, in the modern way haven't they the right way so obviously all that sort of analytics got started in America um, and teams like you know Barnsley and Brentford have adopted it yeah. and it's you know paying dividends really I think um, everybody's following it now I think we've started to haven't we I feel like we've put it, I've put it this um, head of recruitment and we've got Andy Cousins in as well I feel like we're trying to be a bit more honest in terms of recruitment I certainly think under Michael O'Neill we have um, even like even signing McCall like <sighs> I feel like maybe McCall, maybe his legs are going a bit. I think he's done, um, to be honest. Michael O'Neill, I think he wanted to build a young team because he's introduced so many youngsters like, you know, Colin, Sutar, Tymon, Tyrese, uh, Tashin. And obviously, with such a young squad, he needed some experience and that's why he signed Fletcher and McCall to balance it out. It, It works out well if those young players have got that quality to push you forward as a championship team. And... I feel yeah. a lot of the times that a lot of these don't. I mean, Jack Clark's now starting to improve. Ravi Matondo's yeah. come in, but really looks like Bambi and Bambi and that looks like yeah. a skull signing Matondo for me. I don't think that's yeah. anything to do with with O'Neill. Well, we, we yeah. that's what I mean. We don't know because there's no transparency. You look, here you look at Norrington Davies and Clark and them sort of players. They look like a Michael O'Neill sort of signing. Matondo, yeah. not for me. I, I think that's something that that's come through the board. It yeah. just, it just yeah. smacks of a board signing. It does. Matondo. It does smack of a board signing because he looks like somebody that they've, they've sniffed out promise and gone well. If we can get him on a permanent basis, yeah. Because because the thing is with Matondo, I still think there's a player there. He's got developed. He's got developed, but the problem is sometimes when you loan players in, they've got it. It's now. When you loan a player in, it's got to work now, no. not in five years, not yeah. in six years, because yeah. he won't be at the club. Yeah. It's got to be now, and, and that's what Norrington Davis has done. I know they're in discussions of trying to get him permanent, but I know what will happen. Sheffield United will just go eight million. Yeah. And, and well, well, Sheffield United are going to get value, aren't they? And why would they give us like? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because he's going to be if, if he's in the championship next year, Norrington, he's going to be like one of the best left backs in the championship. And he, he'll suit the way that, you know, Sheffield United plays. Yeah, yeah. That, he could end up that dropping that in. Yeah, he could probably drop in there because that Jamal Lowe has been rumouring that if Norwich go back up, he wants to go back Norwich. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, or join Norwich or something like that anyway. Something like yeah. Norwich. Right, so it's been a sad month this this month, obviously, with Ryan going. I just want to yeah. get 
a quick couple of words of what you thought about Ryan and, and how sad are you to see him go? To be honest with you, like, a, a, a lot of praise has come out of Ryan, a lot of like, you know, he even said himself that he was like, he's died, wasn't it? All the um, eulogies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but uh, just to put a bit of a, a positive stand on it, I, I was glad that he, he got a club. Um, my biggest concern for Ryan was that his contract was going to end in the summer and he hasn't played much over the last couple of years and will a club pick him up? So I, I was like really, really worried for him. So I'm, I'm, I'm chuffed a bit that he's going to, you know, be living it up in, in Miami with his, with his family and he's, you know, he's been, I think he's over there for a couple of years and it's just going to be a nice end to his career. Well, I feel like this year, if, if, that, if that offer didn't come in, like, what would have happened? Like, would he, his contract would run out and he and become a free agent and maybe drop down a division? Yeah. So, I think, I'm, yeah. I, um, but, you know, you know, sad that he went. Um, like, I didn't have a tear in my eye when you know, the stakes that he Twitter team put um, in that video Yeah. online. But, yeah, 14 years. Um, and he's just been there, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's the last one. He's been there a while. Me, the, the, the demise started with Stoke when we signed Joel. Uh, so for me, he's the last bit of that jigsaw, isn't he, for them great years in the Premier Yeah, League. he's the last days of those last bits of Pulis links when, you know, we actually achieved yeah. shocking things like, you know, getting to a cup final, getting in Europe, all that kind of stuff, which then slowly died under Mark Hughes and then now we're just trying to stay in the Championship. It's... It has crumbled yeah. away rather quickly, and Ryan's been there through all of it. And it's just a shame that he's one of them players where the bad times came at the end rather than at the beginning, and then recovered. Yeah, because obviously had the back injury, didn't he? And was that 2015? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I thought since then he hasn't been hasn't been the same. Then was it, was it the year before? It was the year before he had his leg break, didn't he? In that friendly. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was a shame because um, I felt like, like everyone was saying, like, oh, he's had a good pre-season and he was going to be, like, starting for Jones. That's the impression we're getting. He was going to be hit him and Lindsay starting mm-hmm. the first game of the season. Then he broke his leg. Um, so, yeah, oh, you know, great memories. You know, like you said, you know, the FA Cup, going into Europe, the promotion, um, all them games against Arsenal. And, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, it's sad. Uh, but, you know, this is going to... We can move back, especially not now. Like players these days, they don't they don't stay at clubs that amount of time. No, they don't. So it's he, rare. He is one. You know, we're not going to have a legend like that for for a very long time. That's going to you know be at a club for fourteen years. No, you're right. He's a proper legend. He's for me. I'd, I'd get a statue of Paul Marwood. Yeah. Yeah. Right outside the away end. So we could all kiss the yeah. boots. So, we're going to go <laughs> so what are that? Just a shame he didn't yeah. win a trophy. That's the only thing that I feel yeah. sort of thing. He's got a runners-up medal in the FA Cup, which I think he's the only captain that's ever had that at Stoke because we've only played in one final. So he has yeah. got something of a legacy. Who's your favourite player this season? Jacob Brown. Jacob Brown. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like with, 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 with Brown, he's sort of he's a, he's a, he's a bit of a more macho, isn't he? Um, what I've seen on Twitter is people tend to really you know, hate him or or quite quite like him and I'm on the quite like yeah I'm not, not a fan no <laughs> but, no, <laughs> no a lot of people aren't but I, I just I just I don't know I quite like him just just players and, and he is not he like he's a hard worker yeah he's and a grafter like, yeah if he gets promoted under Michael O'Neill if we do go all he's the kind of player we'll need like somebody that will you know dig deep and you know nick his draws and stuff like that so I think well, obviously not now but I think in a couple of years I think he'll be 
in a port, you know, in a port of Playboys. That's okay. Because <laughs> we're not well, seeing I, 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 I know most people don't agree with that. But <laughs> everybody goes on about his first top chin, his final ball. And I agree, he, you know, just, he doesn't look the scratch. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, he's got time on his, on his side, but he's only 22. And once he sort of nicks that kind of stuff in the bus. So, so you would put him above Harry Suter and, and Tyrus Campbell? I'd say, that, I wouldn't have a he's better, I'm just saying he's my favourite player at the moment. Mm, that's, a, that's an individual, that's, that's a one-off, I, I must be watching the game. <laughs> I, just think it's, I just think it's a very likeable play for me, I like players that just don't stop running, and he, just, and he comes across as a nice guy, and I, I like that, I like state players that I can, I can like personally as well. I'll agree with you a little bit on that, because a lot of players we've had lately have claimed to have all this ability and had a shocking attitude whereas yeah. Jacob Brown alright fair enough he's not everyone's cup of tea but you know he's going to work hard when he puts the shirt yeah, on yeah, there's undoubtedly yeah. that he works yeah. hard he is a grafter you can understand why they signed yeah. him because yeah, like I said earlier on the pod when we were doing player ratings he reminds me of Walters about the quality load of graft yeah. runs the same way sort of gets himself caught but manages to sneak his way out he's yeah. he, he is a clever player but He's got to bring that consistency and he's got to bring that end result to his game if he wants to, you know, stop playing regular football for me. I think that's wicked. He was getting into some mint positions, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was just, it was just a letdown towards the end of his game. Like he's deciding to have a shit shot when he, he was nowhere near the goal or a cross when yeah. a final pass went astray. Um, he was unlucky yeah. to not find Nick Powell as well. And in the, I think late in the sec- first half where... Powell just couldn't get his foot to it. It was a, it was clever, but just the pass was a bit a bit too early. If he timed it right, it could have been a great goal. So yeah, I agree with you. He, he, he works hard. He's a grafter. There's no question of that. Yeah, it could be a confidence thing as well. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. He, he, well, yeah. I mean, after the goal against Wolves, you could have assumed that he might have pushed on, but he lost his place yeah. for a reason, didn't he? At the end of the day, and but as a yeah. squad player, I think he is useful. I've always said that. I think he's played more. I think he's played a lot more now because of the injuries. Where maybe if you know Tyrese wasn't out and Vokes had an okay season, we had Gregory still. He, he would be used sparingly and be sort of nurtured into the side. Where I think he's being rushed in at it. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So what do you think, of Sam Vokes? <laughs> I'm gutted because I know I know he's a nice guy. Um, and I do moan about him on Twitter, but I, I am gutted because he's not scored at all this season, has he? No. I'm, and when we're losing, he brings him on. I'm like, why are you bringing him on? He hasn't scored this season. <laughs> I, I don't think um, he's ever scored any time, does he? I think when he goes home, he doesn't score the wife either, to be honest. I kind of do feel a bit sorry for him because he's one of them players that came because of an high price tag who, who never recovered from him. He looked alright when he first he, he did. He did. Yeah. He, there was still yeah. bits of him, but he never sort of. He got that injury. And he never. He, I don't think he's ever recovered, and I don't think he will. I think he'll just, yeah. if he decides to carry on playing, he's just going to drop down the divisions because yeah. yeah. he's just not got it anymore. It's a shame, but get rid. Yeah. Quick. I feel, please. Like, I feel like he is, he is getting worse, and when yeah. he plays, he, he, he's getting worse. There's not even a crowd there now to be on his back. Yeah. So, so how, how are you coping with that? Are you missing the not going and? Football in general. Um, to be honest with you, I think I think better than a lot of people at first because I quite like being a hermit and just you know understand the sort of the pandemic and you know I I just thought you know the world comes first. But I, I think I think this season it's been hard. 
especially when we've been doing well, you know, and Tyrese Campbell scoring all them goals, and like, ah, oh, that would have been, would have been amazing to to be in there. And Norrington Davies put a post out today about how he wished the fans were there to celebrate with him. I'm like, oh, I really wish I was there. I know, you've got to imagine now, there's quite a few players who are at Stoke who've never seen a Stoke fan. No. No, it's never been, because they all live in Alderley Edge and all that kind of thing, and then they've never been near a Stoke fan, half these players. Yeah. Some might leave and they've never seen a Stoke That's what I mean, yeah, because if Norrington goes to Sheffield United, he'll be like, I played for them once. Yeah. <laughs> that waving at them, like that swearing at them, you didn't join Pierre. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to tell us before we let you go? Well, it's the Swans again. I think of the Swans again then. Like, I, 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 like, somebody said about that penalty at the end, how maybe if the, the, the fans were there, the referee wouldn't have awarded it. Mm, could have been, yeah. But, yeah, the, the, well, they gave it a week out after as well, aren't they? Against Middlesbrough, they've got another late one. Yeah. Yeah, he's come out, Santi, and said, um, yeah, I saw a video earlier, he came out and said, uh, he commented about both penalties and said, um, they were, you know, they were both penalties. Um, Cooper, the manager. So yeah, he lost a bit of our respect because he, you know, not not being classy about it. Yeah, because neither of them were penalties. I've got to be honest. Do you know why? No. I don't know why managers do that. You've won the game. At the end of the game, if you turn around and say no, it wasn't a penalty, it doesn't matter. You've still got three points. Yeah. You can be honest yeah. and say that you've not. That it wasn't yeah. a fair decision. Because because the problem is now there's a lot of. Um, a lot of stigmatism in the fear you know get, get diving like at the moment Mo Salah has literally got a, a signature dive now yeah, the, way, the way he dives to the floor yeah. is signature because he does it yeah. every time it's the exact same one so now the ref looks dive there why because you, you do it every week you know what it looks Vengen like Wenger was bad for it Wenger oh Wenger never saw anything no no he was in front of you Wenger no yeah, one never no, saw no, it no one never saw it because <laughs> he was too busy watching the United game on the TV next week <laughs> cover winning <laughs> Yeah, so right. So it's been good. It's been nice to have you on. It's nice to hear a fresh voice, and we'll have to yeah. get you back on again soon in the next, probably next month or something like that. Get yeah, some well, more regular voices. Can understand me because I do mumble. Um, I try my best not to. Yeah, you've done well. It's been good, mate. Thanks for being on. We'll let you get yeah, out. We'll let you enjoy your Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. I really, really enjoyed it, um, and I'll uh, speak to you soon. And I look forward to. Listening to this episode. Yeah, so will I. <laughs> cool. So, I'll see you later, guys. Right, so now we're going to clue two after the great guest interview we've had on there. Right. Probably be better than your first clue. Well, you can't go against it. Well, what do you mean, first clue? And I need to give him your start of his career. Right. Like I knew he well. He went on to score over 50 goals for Stoke City. Which then got him a move to the Premier League, which okay. I'm not going to tell you the club, because I'll give it away. <laughs> <laughs> he was a part of the smallest ever Premier League forward line. Yeah. Shortest team going. He won the Football League Cup in 1987-88 with Luton Town. He won a second division title with Stoke City and won the Football League trophy with Stoke City. Yeah. And has been our player of the season, 92-93 season. Yeah. I might, I might as well just wrap this up in a bow there, to you. Yeah. <laughs> get wrapped it, really. <laughs> <laughs> right, so anybody listening who doesn't get that, I'm sorry. You, the, the Veil channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Veil. <laughs> the Valiance podcast. Right, so now before we move into anything else, we're going to talk about, obviously, there's talk about 
free transfers this season, players who, who contracts are up, and discussing it, should some of these players be gotten rid of? Uh, obviously, it comes to the end of the season where you need to get rid and make space so a new manager can, well, not new manager, the manager can start revamping and rebuilt buffing his squad. Would you let the players go or would you decide to stick and, and see what you would be able to do? I think it all boils down to who's available as well, doesn't it? The thing is, I think Michael O'Neill is the sort of manager that isn't going to bring somebody in on a bit of a whim, really. I, I don't see him being that manager. We've we've said like these kids that have come in, some have worked, some haven't. It's no loss to the club really. Matondo, if he doesn't kick a ball again for Stoke, it, it's he's come in. We've charred him. He's not cut out for it yet. He's gonna leave. I don't think you'll see Michael O'Neill go and spend five million on somebody if he's not sure on him. And that's the thing. If there's no one available. I genuinely think he'd probably extend some of the stays. Well, I mean, it it does all affect on who's available, and if if the manager's got a budget to work with this season, that's that's the big to do with. I mean, how long is it going to go on where we're constantly looking at free transfers all the time? Because yeah. now we're starting to realise it can work and it can't work. It seems like certain players do well when they're on loan spells, and certain players really don't. No. I mean, looking at players like Morgan Fox, who who hasn't really impressed this season, and, all, and probably John Uby McCall kind of started well and has sort of faded into average. Yeah. You know, and he's one. What would you do with um, John Uby McCall at the end of the season? He's one of the players whose contracts up. It's one area of the pitch where, unless he can show me somebody's going to bring in we are med, mega short in the middle and that that's my only worry I've sat here and slated Mikel don't get me wrong but the problem is Alan's not really performing Lucas has been way off the boil this season we really haven't got much of a midfield to work with at the moment and unless he can bring somebody in I wouldn't I, I wouldn't let him go I, I know that's I know lots of fans are going what and they go yeah but we've got to bring somebody in replacing yeah. that's the reality of it I mean to be honest you could bring two in in the summer you could easily bring two well with three transfers there. yes and the thing is with a lot of players the, the contracts are doing I mean Jordan Cousins his contract's up at the end of the season as well so that knocks two people out of the holding midfield role if he decides to let both of them go Yeah. I mean I said it on the page as well that I would probably let all of them go. I'd let James Chester go, I'd let Owen McCall go, I'd let Cousins go, because it just frees up wages to maybe bring one good free transfer from abroad or something, or, or you know, a better class of player to come in. It's a big, for me, it's a big area of the midfield that, that needs addressing, where we've got to be careful we don't, because the problem is it wouldn't surprise me if you saw an offer for Joe this, this summer. It would me, with recent form. It, mm, it, I, the thing is with Joe Allen, fair enough teams in the Premier League would go, oh I'd take him, but they just look at his recent form in the Premier League. I don't think he's got to move back to the Prem now for the rest of his career. No, no the only way, I think the only way he's getting back to the Premier League is if Brendan Rodgers thinks, go on, I'll, I'll have him as a backup for Europe or whatever. I, I can't see him moving back up. 
he'd be lucky if he got some good kids in the middle at Leicester because I mean you look at West Ham who we're interested a season ago they won't now they aren't interested they're in Joe Allen now. now they've got a, a fantastic side they took advantage of if the Eastern Europe market's got the two lads from the Czech Republic in, one of them looks like the best right back in, in the Premier League. Lingard like hitting, <laughs> good hitting. Why did we send Lingard out alone? Yeah, so it's, it's one of them where you look at it and, like I say, for me, I'd let them all go. I would. I'd yeah. let every single player. James Chester hasn't done enough for me to win a contract. There's better defenders out there. This is what, this is what confuses me about us letting Ryan Shawcross go because Ryan, for me, if you can get getting eighty percent fit, is a more consistent and better player than James Chester and Danny Bat, and it shows you that he's not getting consistency out of Bat or Chester because he's changing them every two minutes. Yeah. But the thing is, the Ryan situation's been going on now for two years. Where we brought him back, he's broke down. We brought him back, he's broke down. It it couldn't have carried on. And I, I know what you're saying, but. If you get to the start of the season and Bat's gone and Chester's gone, you've kept Ryan, and then Ryan breaks down in the first game. Because then we're we'll making short, aren't we? Because the thing that comes into effect next season that we've got we've got to be careful is next season, the parachute payments completely stop next year. Yeah. So we don't even get that money in. Yeah. So the problem is now is is do we just get rid? Of, for me, and I've said this, this is what we should have done when we first dropped down is done the Swansea model, get rid of everyone. Anyone who's under contract, let them go, unless they're really quality and they're worth a bit of money. Because yeah. the only player they kept on was Ollie McBurney and a few other ones because they knew they would be worth money in a couple of years. They, they, got, sold them. they got 20 million for Ollie McBurney yeah. or 18 million. Shows you that it was a clever bit of business. But for me, what Stoke need to do now is, is to do what they should have done in the first season, but do it again. Just get rid. I'd let, I'd let McCall go, I'd let McLean go, I'd let. Um, let me start again I'd let Obi McCall go I'd let Chester go I'd let Cousins go I'd let McLean go I'd let Joe Allen go if we can get any sort of money for him I'd let him go I'd, I'd let them all go I'd, honestly I'd let them all go the only real ones I'd keep are the, the, the players that are in and around the first team I'd even let Danny Back go somebody coming with half a million let him go yeah. just, just get rid now we aren't getting parachute payments off completely lower the wage and rebuild from that point. But he's got to start looking at replacements because that's a lot of players to get rid of his squad in one instance. Well, it is. It is a lot, but we've already got the players there. Timing fits in as left winger. Mm. You've got Jack Clark on loan who fits on the right. You've got Fletcher up front and hopefully by then back Tyrese Campbell. We've got young Forrester coming through that I'd prefer over Danny Bart at this point anyway. Yeah. It's all about bringing these youth players in, but then looking at it and going... Where do we actually need to sign? Right, we definitely need to have a go and get because if you get rid of all them players, that might free up that extra bit of money where you can go. Yeah, we will get Norrington Davies for five million because we've got the bits of money to get it up. Then you can look at what have we got available on a free transfer for the right hand side. Get the analytics team out, find us a good right back for next to nothing. Yeah, who's twenty six, twenty seven, or whatever, still got legs and has still got a few years left in him, but could fit that role. Yeah, because that's what West Ham did. West Ham went out, sent their analytics team out, sent their head scout out and said, find us a, just a consistent right-back. Don't go out and get the best and the next best thing or whatever. Just get us a consistent right-back that can defend, but has also got a shot. And they brought back the right-back with the best shot in the world at the moment, which is Suchek. <laughs> what a player he is. Yeah. <laughs> he got him for nothing. He got him for nothing as well. 
and that company, I think he got him for three million, three and a half million. It's like Premier League terms. He scored nine goals this season. <laughs> Two of them were free kicks from forty yards. <laughs> oh my god! Dave Moyes goes. I bet I bet the analytics team got the biggest bottle of wine at Christmas. Yeah. Like, cheers, mate. David Moyes with a big bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I've two. <laughs> Cheers for that signing. That's how it works. The three millions short change in the Premier League. The short change in the Championship yeah. nowadays. Got to think nowadays it's it's small here. But for a right back, that, that is really. I mean, they are becoming a fashionable position now. They've given for big money. Right? Well, well that's the thing. Back. That's what I said last week on when we when I went on my rant about analytics and all that. Lot that wing backs, if you want a decent one, aren't cheap no. in the lowest levels. Even League Two ones will go for two, three million. It's not easy to find, and we've it's been proven. We've got Ward in, we've got Fox in, we've got Timing in that position. We bought left backs for next to nothing, and no, none of them have filled that role. What scares me is, is over the past couple of years, the players that you've just listed, half of them are Championship players and never played Prem for us, and we already want them out the door. Yeah, which says a lot about his recruitment, doesn't it? Over the last well, it shows. It's like Jordan Cousins was the next big thing. He he he's become an okay player. I'm not sitting here slagging him off, saying they've all been okay, but none of them are going to get you in the Premier League. Simple as that. McLean was good last year, wasn't he? McLean has been a good for five million pound. He has been okay. I can't sit here and go. He's been good garbage. Enough. Is that yeah. he's done all right till this season? This season he hasn't impressed me. This season. No. But same with Sam Clucas, first season didn't impress me, second season scored 14 goals before we had the next James O'Connor, and then this year's done nothing. Done nothing. Done nothing yeah. this year so far, other than little bits of glamour. So, for me, I'd let Would you keep Clucas? If an off coming, no. If somebody come in with £3 million, I'd go draw. Because it's, it's money at the end of the day. The thing is, when you look at a team and you can go, oh, well, you've got to build from something. You can build from something, but it's got to be consistency. And there's got to be a future of where these players are going. The model that Stoke had, that had to wait for so long, was the Pulis model, which was by recognised players that knew how to do that job in the Premier League. And then players like Everington came in, Beattie came in, you know, Pennant came in, and, and many other players. Whitehead, who was a solid sense, yeah. central midfielder. It worked, but the problem is Pulis knew how to get them players and get their heads up, and, and he had good man management. Yeah. Everybody said he was a good man manager. The problem is when Mark Hughes come in, he'll bring a player in, can't get them on side or can't get performance on, and then bomb out the squad, and he, that's worse. Because yeah. if you bomb a player out the squad, it becomes it becomes warfare then between that player and the football club. Because yeah. it's like, well, you... you your, the manager dropped me and never really gave me another go. It's like Vimmy, let's be honest, he barely played for Stoke, really. Barely played for Spurs. <laughs> well, that's what I mean, but the thing is, he came with Stoke, he barely played. Yeah. He got some like eight appearances, nine appearances, yeah. none of them were in a row, and then he's been bombed out the squad, and, and everyone's going, he's crap, Vimmy. How can, I can't judge Kevin Vimmy as a player. Not really, no. If you judge a player after a season, really. Yeah, he, he barely, he barely played. <laughs> I've got to be honest. Because yeah. when they signed for eight million, expecting straight in, he's going to be our new. He's going to be a replacement for for who for whatever. Bull shot. <laughs> I think I think yeah, that kind of monster could replace. Bull <laughs> the thing is that it needs to improve, and for me, I'd have the biggest clear out you can because it's, it's something that's been needed for a long time. The biggest clear out you can have at Stoke. Well, the thing is with with the the players that we spoke spoke about in the past, they have slowly started to 
disappear, aren't they? It's yeah, because he dies now on loan until the end of his contract. Then yeah, he can so he's never club. coming back. And, and on funny news, Gianni and Buell has actually returned to Portugal. Because he fell out of Russia? Well, that Sasha club he didn't even play for because he, he, they went on the Covid uh, pandemic, the, the, the season stopped yeah. and they never came back. His contract was then cancelled and he's gone to that club that Vingy played for, Timon. So he's gone back to Portugal now on a free transfer. So it's worked out for him, he's on good money again as well, from what yeah. I'm hearing. So it's worked out well for him. So basically he was waiting until he got the payoff off Stoke and then joined the club just to get that payoff over the line quicker to then shaft us again and move to a decent club on good money for nothing. But his wife's had spinning. I know. Oh, where am I living now? Turkey, <laughs> Russia, Portugal, <laughs> England. Then, then France, yeah. Turkey. <laughs> where are we living, love? I'll to record what Because I'm on 60 grand a week at Stoke and I'm not leaving that contract. Get that big suitcase you're living out of <laughs> Where are we going now? I haven't even played for this team. I know we're going to Portugal now. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a funny old world. He's a shocking, shocking example to children. That man. Yeah. He's got the thing is that these these sort of players, they forget that young kids look up to these footballers and and they they practically god aren't they at a young age and and his attitude is for me is is so I mean. I don't know why no one's ever fanged hold of him and sort of given him a dressing down Well, for me. like I said, I spoke to an analytics expert and I'm trying to get him on the pod, actually. That's what the whole reason why I was talking to him. And he said to me, why do, why do Stoke keep getting wrong? And he says, they just don't do analytics. They don't do enough on the scouting network. And he said that the prob- one of the biggest problems he's heard about is Stoke, because he doesn't know a lot about it. He just hears things every now and again. And the thing he said is that Stoke tried not to down the price on anything and anyone. Didn't matter who he was, what how good he was. He said he said some of the players Stoke could have had yeah. if they'd paid the prices that were willing to go. He said that team could have been challenging for top titles four. in yeah. top four. He said the quality they were spotting and with first dibs on and could have got was frightening. He said, yeah. he said Stoke could have been outstanding if it wasn't for just not well willing to spend the money. Yeah, and, he, and I think that's but. When I spoke to my dad about it, after I spoke to the athletics, he said it's always been like that at Stoke. He said it was like that when Waddington was in charge, where he wanted to replace the getting on John Ritchie so he could try and push us up the top end. No money available. It's like back in the in the thirties when we almost won the title and lost it on the final day to Liverpool, and just a bit of extra finance to bring a yeah. couple of younger centre backs in to, to improve the team, and there was no money available. And it's and that's the reason why clubs like Stoke. We sit here and go, why don't we win any trophies? Because the finances weren't there. You've got to remember, Stoke could have had a team where they had Donnarumma in goal, because apparently spotted him before AC Milan did, that, that young goalkeeper that's like one of the third or fourth best goalkeeper in the world at the moment, Donnarumma. They spotted Delict, who was at Juventus. They spotted Pastore, who was at Roma. They spotted um, uh, Witzel, who's now, I think, at PSG and yeah. something like that. These are players that Stoke could have got. But just didn't want to pay the fees to go over the line and get them. Yeah, and it and it's well, it's paid dividends now, hasn't it? And right. Gone down. Over the time, yeah, the the Vitzel one, I think, will always will always have. Will always have. I, I think that that's the start. The, that that not paying that money to get him over the line before he went to China, I think that one will, will haunt Tony Scholes and, and the coach family. Yeah. I think it'll haunt them for times to come as well. 
But don't get me wrong, with Coach Family, they're great tuners. I think that times are just a bit laboured in what they have to do. I think they're a bit behind the times, but don't like they say if you don't modernise. You perish. You perish. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that's come from. So I think you said that. I think you said that last week as well. Yeah. Perish, you'll you'll die. <laughs> right? Can, can you tell I've had enough a lot now? Yeah, I think we all have. I think, we're, I think we're all sick of it now. Right. So now we'll move into the final clue. Right. This player never played for international football. Never got the opportunity. He also played. For Ipswich Town, Bournemouth on loan, went to Bournemouth on a permanent basis, returned to Luton right at the end of his career. His brother also played and is a legend at Luton Town Football Club and of course he left Stoke for Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> and it isn't you think it is before you start. <laughs> you are. It isn't who you think it is before you jump down and thing I'm just, I'm just confusing you. I'm just, I'm just sending you mine anywhere because I want to stay in front. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's not who I think it is, then I really am fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically he started, he, he was born in South Africa in Cape Town, was a striker, started at Luton Town with his brother, who was a legend, he was a lot older, obviously, at that point, won the League Cup with Luton, went on to play for Stoke in, in the 90s, scored over 50 goals, had two loan spells, who do you reckon it is? Steen. It is Mark Steen. <laughs> I'm surprised because I was trying to throw you with the two loan spells, and the, obviously he was born in South Africa. Yeah, well, some of the some of the clubs you added in probably kept it on the edge at the beginning, but apart from that, well, what what gave it away? Said he moved to the Premier League. That was that was, that was it really. That's <laughs> just the top of my head. We saw it so stupid, can't it really? Moved Move to, to the, the Premier. No, it isn't. <laughs> It was like the Justin Whittle one for me where he said he went Celtic or he joined Stoke from Celtic. But he never played for Celtic, so I don't know how I remember that. Yeah. But I can remember it because yeah. I can remember Stupid it. Things. Because I can remember the paper and it said Whittle has come from champion Celtic. He was alright to be fair, Whittle was, but he he was thinking oh, A is going to be Scottish and B is going to be brilliant. And yeah. it's, that, it's that memories of a game sometimes. Certain, certain people, if you ask a question, you go, do you know this player? And they go, you know, you know the one who fell over the corner flag. Oh, I know him well. You remember him straight away because of an incident. Yeah, it's like, like Royce game. when that fan went to the pitch and gave Royce a good island. He's never going to leave my mind. That like goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> but I could never remember what team it was. I don't know if it was Reading or QPR because he was one of those goalkeepers that played for everybody in London except the top teams. Royce. You could ask any question there if you're a big football fan. You could something like who were the two players who scrapped at Newcastle on the pitch? That was Lee Bowie and Damien. Not Damien. What's his name? <laughs> Kieran. Kieran Dyer. Who knows? And how, how many years ago was that? Graham Souness was in charge. Long time ago. Yeah, that's how easy you can remember someone. Yeah. Right, and on that bombshell, and on that, it's now level. I, I can't remember what it is five, anymore. Five five. Five five. We now will leave you. <laughs> We talked about perish, leaving us. <laughs> and yeah, just do us a favour, pass that violin. <laughs> Little tiny one. <laughs> so, thanks for listening. You know where we are. We're on all podcast platforms. We're on all social media. Just type in the Potters Podcast. You'll find us on anywhere. We're on all your top podcast providers. Obviously, iTunes, Amazon Music, and also Spotify. So there's no excuses anymore. Tell your friends, because the more it gets around, people like Robin Tunstall get more famous. 
I get more famous, which I deserve because I've got that character to be famous. So if we drive through Tunstall tomorrow, we'll be paps outside taking photos, don't we? <laughs> that's, that's what we want. <laughs> if we can get to that big, if we get to that stage where we're competing with Geordie Man, whatever his name is, that's the aim. Oh, the Man United fan? Yeah, no, he's a Liverpool, Liverpool fan, Liverpool <laughs> fan. Right, thanks for listening. Ta-ra. Ta-ra. All the best.